Hi, neighbors. Welcome to another episode of the Praise and Broship podcast, where two best friends who are also deconstructed Christians deconstruct praise and worship music and other forms of Christian and secular media. As former praise and worship musicians and students of theology, we'll do our best to bring unique, insightful, and hopefully lighthearted conversations to your ears every week. My name is CJ. I'm in Louisiana, and I'm joined by my best friend Luke over in Florida. Luke, how's your walk been, man? Uh, not in Florida for long, as we've talked yeah. offline. It is official. We are moving to North Carolina. Uh, it's not going to be until after the first of the year. It would be a big ask to, to sell a house and move before <laughs> before Christmas. Um, so yeah, we yeah. Uh, sometime in the ne- in the first few months of the new year, we will be moving to North Carolina. Uh, Brittany got the job. So wow. Yeah, a yeah. lot going on. The we had plans and projects planned for the uh, to you know more renovations on the house, and most of those just are at a complete stop. Uh, we're going to finish up a few things that make the house presentable, since we've kind of torn th- some things apart that we need to now definitely fix before we put the house up. Um, but it's kind of nice to to not you know to have to know that I don't have so many projects still to do on the house, but at the same time. Uh, it's kind of a bummer to not see see it, you know, to the end with it either, you know. So bittersweet. Uh, really excited though. A new a change of scenery. Right. Uh, seasons would be nice. I've lived in Louisiana and Florida my whole life, and so the weather's are in both mm-hmm. places are relatively similar. Just hot most of the year. Actually, Louisiana gets cold more than Florida does. Yeah. So I'm kind of tired of the heat. But I need to sell my bike and sell my truck eventually because yeah. we were planning on getting a new truck soon for me anyway, and we'd rather just not take stuff up there that we that we were planning on getting rid of anyway. So, um, yeah, a lot to think about, a lot to plan, a lot to do. But other than that, it's yeah. um, it's good, good news. Brittany's in Louisiana, or she's on her way to Louisiana now to spend Thanksgiving with her mom and sister mm. and nieces and nephews. Um, so yeah, I'm alone for the week kind of weird but i don't mind it um for thanksgiving i got a duck so i think i'm going to nice probably smoke the duck and then i might try to like get you know finish it in the oven to get the skin all crispy and and nice and then i'm gonna do mashed potatoes and that's probably it <laughs> <laughs> uh, i might find a vegetable to put in there somewhere but um mostly i'm excited for um, duck tacos with leftover duck because I did that one year, and it, mm. oh my god, that was like the best breakfast ever. Um, what about yes. you, man? Everything's good. Uh, no real complaints. Um, been in a much better place, uh, you know, mental health-wise lately, so that's good. I, you know, had a kind of rough go of it there for a while. But, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing really out of the ordinary on our end. Just same old kind of stuff. One of the things I uh, talked about last week was we were having the 1993 uh, Nirvana oh, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins tribute thing. Uh, that was this past weekend, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Just great to be on the stage with so many different local and, and also some out-of-town musicians as well. Just really, really good musicians that uh, are just so talented, and it's always fun to share the stage yeah. with people from different bands and different genres and seeing kind of how they 
rework uh, certain songs, you know, especially Nirvana, because I think the tendency is people want to try to emulate that. And I, it's not really possible, um, you know, the, especially an album like In Utero that's so raw and uh, dark and you can just hear Kurt's pain uh, on the record. And so it's better not even try to try to emulate yeah. that just to play it how you want to play it and, you know, be be as open to that creative process like Kurt would, I think, if he was around today, would want people to just be like, let's do it how we want to do it. Let's not try to try to, you know, mimic him or, or make it sound like. like yeah. Them. Cause if you try to mimic him, then all the crowd is doing is judging how accurately you're doing it. And you're not going to win that battle. Right. Whereas if you take your own interpretation on it, it's like people can, yeah, they can still not like it, but at least they're judging your interpretation and not your right. ability to, you know, do it exactly the way they did it. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me not being like, you know, I'm more of a when you have when I have a full band, I'm more of a front man. I would rather just sing. I don't want to really have to deal with guitar unless it's just really easy rhythm guitar or something. So on that album on In Utero, the the few songs that I did where I was playing guitar, it was it was rough, you know, uh, especially some of the more solo uh, aspects of the of the record. But again, you know, in my mind, it was kind of like I don't know. I feel like Kurt would want it to be a little rough around the edges and not sound mm. polished or something that I'd been practicing in my room for, you know, eight hours a day for the two weeks leading up to the show, you know, just go out there and I know what key it's in and I know what the notes are and just wing it. And that's kind of, that's what I did when I was playing guitar for sure. Um, but yeah, nice. everything else is good, man. Neighbors, it is I, just to remind you about what we did at the end of last week's episode. We had AI randomly generate uh, a mm -hmm. country and mm -hmm. genre for me to look into for the secular segment, and just a uh, a country for CJ to look into a Christian song because I didn't want to give. I mean, I guess we could have looked up Christian songs in that genre, but I just felt like just give you a country and then find a Christian song. And um, so uh, mm. you you got Brazil. So what uh, what do you mm -hmm. got for us? I did. Well, as someone that knows a decent amount of Spanish, uh, I don't know Portuguese at all. But thankfully, the title of this song is looks pretty much like Spanish. So I'll give it a go, and uh, I'll give you all the uh, the translation of it. Uh, the song is called "Me Ajude al Melhorar," um, and it is by. Eli Suarez or Ellie uh, Suarez, and the uh, the song title translates to "Help Me Improve" or "Help Me Get Better," uh, something along those lines. So we're gonna listen to that. All right, I'm not going to repeat that song title, uh, but <laughs> it is by Ellie or Eli uh, Suarez. Yes, and uh, the the link to the song will be in the show notes. So. You don't have to worry about typing that in if you don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to that and meet you back here in just a few. Welcome back, neighbors. Hopefully you just listened to Eli Suarez's song, Me Ajude a Melhorar. 
Luke, what did you think? Um, tell me if this rings true for you. I felt like musically it was halfway between Luther Vandross and Bruno Mars. Yeah, very, very Marsian for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean and, that as a compliment. The music was great. Yeah. I yeah, really no, like fantastic. The music. Yeah, the lyrics, it, it's, eh, I have issues with, but not terrible. Yeah. But the music yeah. is really good. <laughs> and yeah, the guy's it's voice so, is incredible. Yeah, it, it comes off um, in, in very R&B and soul forward yeah. because of the, the key register there. I mean, look, this song has four chords in it. And uh, it changes, changes the order of the chords up a little bit in the pre-chorus and the chorus and stuff from the verse. But the, th- the four chords are F sharp minor seventh, G sharp minor seventh, C sharp minor seventh, and an A major. Like a, it's a variation of an A major. It's like an A major seventh. There's a A9 in there. But there's only one major chord in this song it, it's fantastic it's so the, good. it sounds like, really good and it builds nicely like i said yeah, like it starts off the, super soulful and then mm-hmm. as it as it builds it goes more into like I, I was hearing bruno mars influence in there uh man just a really really good sound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no wonder it has 60 and a quarter of million listens yeah or is that billion <laughs> uh million i think okay. but yeah no i mean it it's it, like uh, to be completely clear you know when we did this just the whole chat GPT thing, which we're going to do again next week as well. But when we initially did it, you know, I just typed in Christ, uh, Brazilian Christian song. You know, that was that was it. I wasn't really – I had no frame of yeah. reference, obviously. And so I just clicked on – I don't know if he was the first name that came up when I, you know, Googled. But uh, he was definitely, you know, in the top, you know, three or five or how many it, it gave me up at the top of my search – and i just listened to a song like i just clicked on him and then it took me to his google page and i clicked on the youtube video and i was just kind of like yeah i'm doing this song i don't even yeah, know what he's saying at this point really you know good. it's it's in portuguese uh but it just i love the way it sounded and lyrically like you said eh you know, for the most part, but but I did latch on to some lyrics, some very specific lyrics in the song, and we're going to get into that and, and talk more about it. But, you know, just to give you a little bit of background on this guy, I mean, he's a Brazilian singer-songwriter. He's yeah, um, same, seems like really it. big in, uh, in you know, uh, the music industry in Brazil, and he, you know, has that blend of pop and gospel and kind of soul and R&B. Uh, that that's kind of woven in. He is the same age as I am, uh, born in 1985, and uh, he sold over two million albums worldwide, uh, and continues to tour and perform in large con- concert venues. My son is losing his mind. I don't know if that's going to be able to be picked up, but I don't know what is going on in there. He does not sound happy. Anyway, um, but he's had some of his songs. Per- you know, uh, some of his songs have been on uh, popular TV shows and movies in Brazil. And yeah, he's just one of the big uh, yeah. Christian artists over there. And I could see why. Dude's got a killer voice. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I felt a little sad when I was 
first kind of I, I'd listened to the song a couple of times, obviously don't know what's ha- what he's saying. And as I'm like, OK, I should probably get a translation. You know, I went on Genius. All the lyrics are, of course, in Portuguese, copied and pasted them over into a Portuguese to English, you know, translator. And it made me sad because I feel like you lose the soul of a language when you translate it. Uh, especially, especially yeah. if you don't know the language and you're just using, you know, some kind of algorithm, right? Some some little app on on the computer. Like you're losing some of the soul of that. Like when when I was studying Hebrew and Greek um, in college, like that was such a big thing for me was trying to make sure I was getting the right context and the right, like this word can mean four different things and they're all pretty similar, but there's just a little bit of differentiation there that you, you can find the best word for it in English, you know? And, um, you know, Dr. Shepard, who I, I know you remember from, from LC, he, uh, he was our Hebrew professor. He was old Testament studies professor at our college and I remember, I don't remember what the Hebrew word was. It's irrelevant, really. But someone in class one day said, you know, Dr. Shepard, what does this word mean in English? Uh, let's just say it was um, tov. Uh, what does tov mean in English? Uh, or no, they just said, what does tov mean? And Dr. Shepard said, it means tov. Like there's, <laughs> he was so Hebrew, dry. <laughs> yeah, but but the the point the point is well taken because native language speakers they they don't think in those terms, right? They're not thinking what does this word that is native to my language mean in another language? It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. The meaning is is what it is in in the original language, and so yeah, I kind of felt sad translating it, especially because I. I can't do it myself. I wish I could. Um, and you can pick out some things that here and there, yeah. Portuguese and Spanish are kind of cognate languages, you know, but um, different enough that sometimes Portuguese just looks like gobbledygook to me. Um, but yeah, I just I just feel like some of the soul is missing from probably how this mm-hmm. would affect someone in Portuguese, you know. Um, could be wrong. It could just be kind of a basic song, like a lot of our Christian and praise and worship songs. I mean, basically, it's the same thing repeated three times. So yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's just a, the a verse, a pre-chorus, and a chorus repeated, you know, uh, multiple times. Um, so with that, Luke, um, I'll give you. I, I didn't know if you're going to do it or not. I'll give you. Okay, so the caveat, of course, is that I have two. I have two um, word counts. Okay. I have a Portuguese word count and I have an English word count. Um, you can try to guess both of them. Um, you can just give me a guess for one. I definitely want to do the do Portuguese it. one because I've had it too easy for too long, CJ. I need a challenge. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm going to say uh, 51. Dude, <laughs> I mean... I don't know the language, so I don't Fuck. know the language, so like, are you? I didn't. I didn't are you count. fucking cheating? I oh had I had God. the Portuguese words up just so I could kind of see if I could make connections between the language, you know, because I'm I'm fairly familiar with Spanish, so I was just trying to make connections, but I, like I was kind of just 
basing it off of the English words, but I don't know. I yeah, I just guessed. Well, so what's the answer? Sorry, I'm rambling. The amount of Portuguese words in this song is fifty-two. Oh. <laughs> I hate this game so much. I don't know why I keep like bringing it up when it's time. Um, <laughs> I was gonna let it slide because I didn't know if you wanted to do it for the other language or not. I think we should. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun for me anyway. Um, but yeah, oh, and and the English word count was sixty-two, so ten more, which you know makes sense because. Uh, you know, when you conjugate certain verbs and things like that, you can, the, the pronoun would be built into yeah. the verb, you know, uh, in English, we don't, we don't really have that. So, so yeah, man, lyrically, nothing really profound here. Yeah. I mean, the world insists, Except, the world insists on buying me is kind of a okay line, but that's a, that's kind of like the peak yeah. of it for me. So Sorry, I mean to cut you off. The thing that the thing no, that's fine. The thing that I really latched on to was in the verse uh, where he says, uh, once and for all, I'm going to empty myself. And again, I'm not really sure how accurate that is from Portuguese. I, I really don't know. But I love that. I just latched onto that immediately. It was like, I don't really need to look at the rest of these lyrics. I did. And, you know, it's like in Portuguese, it was interesting to see the line where he says, I'm only human or I'm human. I only know how to make mistakes. It was very interesting uh, wordplay, I guess, Portuguese wordplay there. <clears throat> but the idea of emptying oneself. Wow. Um Man, we could give so much background in comparative religion and uh, philosophy and and psychology, everything that kind of goes along with this idea of emptying yourself. Um, this is a theme that I think that most Christians kind of shy away from, this aspect of emptying oneself. But I think it's one that more Christian songs need to utilize in this using this language now they do it in so many words maybe but um i I think you know christians see this as uh, eastern mythology which is ironic because that's where your religion originated (laughs) uh or some new age fluff you know but it but at the heart of it of emptying oneself it's very christ-like i mean it is the most christ-like thing you can do the Greek term for empty or emptiness is um, kenosis. And kenosis is actually not used in the Bible. The verb form of kenosis, kenoo, is used five times, only five times in the New Testament. Uh, and every single time it's that verb form, uh, to, to empty, to be void, right, uh, in different contexts. Uh, Paul talks about it in Romans, I think also in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, he uses the term kanoo, the verb there, to basically talk about, um, you know, I I bid you uh, goodbye in Christ, Uh, hopefully my boasting is not uh, kanoo, Mm. it's not void or in vain or empty, it's not empty boasting, it's, you know, I'm boasting because you're doing the Lord's work. but the most theologically pertinent usage of that term is in Philippians uh, chapter 2. 
Uh, and, and I know you know this one, Luke, but I'm going to read just a few verses from uh, Philippians chapter 2. This is going to be verses 5 through 9. Uh, Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, there's that word, by taking the form of a servant, himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. He emptied himself, right? If and and from a theological perspective, uh, this is what um, Christian theologians will use a lot of times to basically point to the dual nature of Jesus, right? That he was both fully man and fully God, fully human, fully divine. Um, and that's fine. We don't, you know, let's put that aside. I don't really want to <laughs> get into all that dualistic implication stuff because what i want to do is is i want this to be a homily i want this to be like we when we empty ourselves we begin to see others as equal to and not less than or better than ourselves when we empty ourselves to understand the situations and the difficulties that we all share in this life it's a it's our metaphorical death on the cross, right? It's solidarity. It's only after we lower ourselves and we empty ourselves that we understand, as uh, Father Richard Rohr says, we realize that we are actually falling upward. We we are being exalted. We are ascending. We're not actually falling low and down when we empty ourselves. We feel like we have less, but the irony is that we have more and that we are, in fact, um, you know, ex- an exalted being, an enlightened person, if you want to use that terminology. And aside from that connection, that connection that we gain with humanity by emptying ourselves, I would also argue that if you're a Christian or just religious in any way, it's impossible to maintain a semblance of communion with the divine if you don't let go of your burdens and let go of yourself and your own ego. Like that's that's the first. What does that look like, though, as far as like emptying yourself, letting go of your burdens? Like, what does that look like practically? Like, it sounds like religious jargon. In a, it is. In a sense. And it is because because the thing that I want to that I'm harping on here is that. This idea, the idea of like meditation or uh, enlightenment or, you know, these things that seem like they're not really Christ-like or Christian tenets of faith uh, are are scary to some people. It's like the devil, right? They They don't want to meditate because meditation denotes detachment. And in Christianity... In Christian circles, you're you are actually supposed to try to be focusing on that connection, that uh, attachment to the divine, not the detachment from everything and everyone. Right? That that's part of self-emptying. Is is um, you know there is separation initially, but then there is connection. Um, the in in Christian circles, my the point I'm trying to make is that 
you pray a form of self-emptying every time you pray because you're asking God for things. You're asking God to take away this stress, take away these anxieties, take away my anger, help me deal with my sadness, right? There's your you're constantly asking God for help to improve. And so you are in essence beginning the process of self-emptying by acknowledging the things that you have that you're holding on to. You know, we talked about in the Me Without You deep dives where we we t- we talked about the the song A Glass Can Only Spill What It Contains. And so it's not simply, you know, uh, trying to fill that glass with goodness, it's also making sure that you're not keeping things in that glass like stress and anxieties and anger and sorrow. Uh, you, you have to be able to let go of those things. And there are some scientific ways to do it. There are some spiritual ways to do it. Um, you know, you, hmm. you have to figure out what works best for you. And and what what's the what the best thing is for for you in whatever the scenario is? Yeah, man, I it's good stuff. I agree with it. Which makes the uh, the preceding half line before before that line really really rub me the wrong way. Once and for all, I'm going to empty myself. No, dog. Like that's a continual process. No, it's ongoing. And, it's and yeah, not, and that's, that's the, the thing. awfully arrogant to yeah. go a few lines before this say, I only know how to make mistakes, but once and for all, I'm going to empty myself. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, the f- lyrically speaking, the song, it, it's like almost in the territory of like, come on, dog. You know, like the, um, the pre chorus, I guess, there, the, the refrain. Forgive me for all the times I've made you sad. I didn't think of Christ. I only thought of myself. Help me to improve. It's like, yeah, you know, they make it a little bit better in saying, like, I can't do it alone, you know, but God is not, you know, your personal ATM. It doesn't work like that. I, I always use the the metaphor of vending machine. Yeah, a vending machine is better. Uh, I don't ATM whatever. I mean, I guess you could make you know deposits and you get stuff in return. But yeah, it, it's you're like I, the problem is that which we have a YEC going on in town this week. Do you do you remember what YEC is? Youth Evangelism Conference. I was gonna guess. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you would have probably gotten it right, just like you got the uh, goddamn youth word evan- count yeah, right. Yeah, I think youth. Yeah, youth evangelism. I, I would. I was blanking on the C, but yeah, conference makes total sense. Yeah, so we have this thing every year in Louisiana, um, uh, where I live is like dead center in the middle of the state, and so churches from all around the the state come here, and they have like a two or three day uh, conference where there's worship music, there's preaching. Um, you know, they, you go around into small groups to different churches uh, in the immediate area here and all that good stuff. And I have a lot of fond memories of it. But the the most pertinent and, and I think crucial thing for people to know, like, let's say that someone's listening right now and they are reconstructing or maybe they are a brand new Christian and they're just on fire, right? They're on that mountaintop. This is what happens with things like the Youth Evangelism Conference. These kids come here and they get fed and uh, spiritually uh, and, you know, and physically, but they're getting fed the word of God. They're getting 
really good worship music. And I say good, like it's big and, you know, it's a big production and, and they're getting a big popular pastor to come speak. And, um, you know, you do the small groups and you play all these games and you get to stay in a hotel room if you're from far, far enough off and you're not driving back and forth every day. And you, you are on this mountaintop. Mm-hmm. That doesn't last. Mm-hmm. That is a great feeling. And I remember it so vividly like it was yesterday. I remember it. I remember getting it every year about July or August when we would be at church camp. And I would get that feeling and I would plateau for a couple months and then go back down. And um, this is this is proof that it's an ongoing process. Like you said, Luke, it is, it is never finished. It, you know, if if uh, Eli Suarez, if these lyrics can tell you anything, he has a line here that says, I'm human. I only know how to make mistakes. Yeah, I don't like that line now, either. <laughs> we talk about being self-deprecating and all that stuff. I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But it's only because it fits in the narrative of you. You don't want to give Christians the wrong idea that. Now you're saved. Uh, that feeling you have in your in your chest and in your the butterflies in your stomach and and the tears and all of that, that's that's never gonna get old. It's never gonna grow stale, and that's just not true. <laughs> it's just yeah. And so you know, self deprecation is one thing. Obviously, he could have worded that better. Well, maybe he uh, did. <laughs> I only know how to make mistakes. Well, maybe yeah, maybe so. But yeah, it, it's just. I don't I can't tell you what self-emptying looks like because to me it's too personal. Um you know, you find that, you know, sometimes for me it's just venting, you know, fi- having someone that I can call uh or text. It's usually Tracy God lover and you know, I can just get out if I'm angry or get out if I'm confused or um, admit to someone when I'm sad and depressed. Um, and, and, you know, there is some meditation that goes on. I love to be by myself. I love to be in my own thoughts, which is crazy because I'm an anxious, nervous person fucking all the time. But I, I do like to be by myself in my thoughts because it helps me to process. It helps me to, um, to be quiet and just listen to the universe. If I know that that sounds hokey, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it just helps to shut up and to be still, um, which is another biblical thing, (laughs) you know, shut, shut up, be still. There's a lot of good stuff in there, man. It gets misinterpreted and uh, misquoted and taken for granted. There's a lot of wisdom there. If you take the time, uh, the reason why I don't like, uh, I, the line, I only know how to make mistakes is because it's abusive. Like if you, if you said that to your spouse or to your child, that it would be considered abuse. So I don't know why it would ever be okay to yeah. say it about yourself um, because it's negative reinforcement, which, you know, and you're focusing on the mistakes. So you're going to keep making mistakes. Uh, there's no positive reinforcement there mm. to encourage you to continue making better choices. Yeah. I like that um, because, you know, I like, like that perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, having been on a, a fat loss diet for a while now, it is not helpful to constantly, you know, do cheat meals and, and, and remind yourself of how good things can taste 
because you're you're just you know keeping one foot in the pool and you're eventually just going to get wet it, you know and constantly thinking like oh I, I you know don't eat junk food don't eat junk food but the repetition is junk food and so uh so this this line of i only know how to make mistakes and especially yeah. it's you know repeated yeah. a couple times in this song it's not healthy man it's not it's not a good way of thinking uh and especially paired with the other big line of the song uh once once and for all i'm gonna empty myself it's like <laughs> it's so arrogant and naive to to think that way um yeah man it's just not it's yeah. not not a helpful helpful lyrics again we're only critiquing the english translation it could mean something completely different in portuguese contextually and all that but i know i've seen stuff like this in american or english-speaking christian songs i've seen stuff identical to this and it's it's toxic it's abusive and i don't like it Mm -hmm. but the music's great (laughs) yeah 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 killer voice i really do want to listen to more of his stuff because I'd be interested to see if maybe this song is a little bit more heavy handed with the, you know, Christian religious aspect. I know he is a Christian singer songwriter, but I I wonder if maybe there's something else uh, that's that's a little more vague uh, or even not even uh, considered a Christian album. I I don't know. Again, I, I would say I'd just look at the song titles and see, but I can't. I don't know Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I loved it in Portuguese. It sounded so cool next yeah. to the, you know, with the, the music that was going on. Like, yeah, I, maybe not a Christian band, but, you know, a pop artist from Brazil that was doing something similar I could get into for sure. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Luke has a secular song for us. Welcome back, neighbors. It is Luke's turn to bring the secular song. Last week, we asked ChatGPT to give Luke a country as well as a genre of music. And Luke, you got Japan for the country and hip hop for the genre. So, which I don't know if you know this, but that is a huge genre in Japan. I yeah I had no idea. No, like uh, eight, uh, like Korean, Japan, Chinese, like like hip hop in the Asian countries is a huge, big deal. And it makes sense because uh, I took a tutoring lesson for Spanish and the guy said that Spanish is number 2 for uh the amount of information communicated per minute in the language because of how fast they speak. The only mm-hmm. the the number 1 was Japan. Uh, basically information per syllable per second per minute, you know, however you want to, um, yeah, interpret that. So kind of, and it kind of seems like hip hip hop would be a great, um, fit for Japanese language, uh, for that reason. So, um, unfortunately I did not pick an entirely Japanese language song. I picked one that it's a, it's a, a mixture of Japanese and English. And you'll see why, because I, I'm doing a lot of prefacing here, but <laughs> when I was listening to this uh, Japanese hip-hop playlist, so much of it 
a lot of it felt like um, modern hip hop today, where it just kind of just generic beats. And, you know, I don't know what they were saying, but the lyrics fit those generic beats, it seemed. And, and then a lot of it, surprisingly, sounded very 90s because it was. There was a lot of Japanese hip hop in the 90s, apparently, <laughs> uh, which like was sounded hmm. great because it was like sounding like classic hip hop. Fuck, classic hip hop from the 90s. That's oh, that makes me feel so old. Um, but then I came across this one song from this guy and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert. I'm, we're going to listen to two songs uh, <laughs> because you'll see why. Um, but man, the sound choices were way different and way more interesting than um, all the other stuff that I was hearing on this playlist. Uh, it was very unique and I can't wait for you to hear it. So this song is called Coincidence by Kid Fresen Fresino Fresino it's Fresno with an i in the middle F R E S I N O Kid Fresino I'm I'm guessing Fresino which sounds Italian All right but it's not <laughs> Okay doke well, where we're going to listen to Coincidence by Kid Fresino and uh <laughs> And we'll uh, meet you guys back here in just a few. Welcome back, neighbors. We just listened to uh, Coincidence by Kid Fresino. 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 Um, <laughs> CJ, what do you think, man? I have no idea what uh, <laughs> what he was talking about in the song. But, you know, even with the English... <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, I love rap and hip hop music that changes beat or changes key because it's so atypical that when it happens, it, it mm-hmm. throws me for a loop and I love it. Uh, this had really, really cool, uh, a time signature, a couple time signature changes and, it had uh, those jazz voicings on some of the chords mm-hmm. were just really, really good. Uh, the steel drum was, was an interesting choice, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So I was going to ask: is that was that a is that a dulcimer? Is that a hammered dulcimer? I'm, I'm what pretty is sure that? it's a steel drum, like the Caribbean steel drum. Okay, just a steel. See, I liked it. It it was jarring at first when I you know in the opening uh, minute or so of the song, I was like, what was that? Yeah, I saw and your face. You were like, as, <laughs> as it went on, I was like, it okay, had this little I like, like it. guitar, but this, it is like, it rock is guitar joy. riff that was driving the whole song uh, under a Japanese rapper. Uh, and then, yeah, the steel drum comes in out of nowhere, and it's just like, whoa, this fucking works. Man. <laughs> yeah, some, somehow it, it worked. Uh, I, I loved it. I, it gave me. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, brilliant okay. uh, jazz fusion record, hip-hop record, just just because of kind of taking those those risks like that. It's just not something you see or hear in hip-hop a ton. And so when it happens, it it's kind of – it floors me a little bit. Yeah. Um, just to give a little – like it was very hard to find information about – this rapper about the translation of the lyrics i did not find any uh i mean obviously the english lyrics but i i, I didn't find any of uh, japanese translations uh and it was just hard to find any information about this dude or or his music um 
But I did find this one thing. Uh, Kid Fresno, born in 1993, rapper, beat maker, DJ from Saitama, Japan. He started as a member of a hip-hop trio, Flashbacks, alongside with rappers JJJ and Feb, with two Bs. Uh, he released a solo debut album, uh, Horseman's Scheme, in 2013. So, like, his first solo th- uh, you know, project was in 2013, so 10 years ago. Uh, by the way, this album that this song we just listened to came out in 2018, which feels like it just happened, but that was uh, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, follow up. Uh, he followed up with a, a double name album with rapper COSA or COSA. It's got periods there. Uh, the the album Somewhere uh, and band composed EP Salve. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, he spent two years in the NYC, but after that, uh, he moved back to japan his music is not restricted to a certain format clearly because like yeah we're about to listen to another song that's very different and then i've heard other songs on the album that are also very different uh yeah he uh, incorporates all kinds of genres continuing his uh wait sorry and uh incorporates with all kinds of genres influences and continue attracting people's attention okay yeah that was probably a translation error uh, I did see some uh, comments about his the lyrics of this song, uh, and it seemed to be kind of existential from the notes that I was seeing, uh, we'll, and we'll see if I can find that. Okay. Uh, one on sonichits.com, there is a uh, overall meaning section after the, the lyrics of the song. The lyrics to Kid Fresno's song, Coincidence, seem to be a reflection on life and the inevitability of death. The opening lines, uh, Japanese words, will y'all die for this shit? I'm wondering, you know, if the if he's just saying it in Japanese and repeating it in English. But I, I can't say that for sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, he, the opening lines, we all die for this shit. For example, we all die. Oh, that's never mind. Uh, suggests that the artist recognizes the seriousness of life yet still pushes through to make music. Uh, the following line, this warfare, uh, you're... This warfare, you're the reason why I sing, might indicate that the artist sees music as a way to fight back against the harsh realities of life. The line, no face killer, ain't no mercy, suggests that the artist recognizes that life can be harsh and unforgiving, but continues to focus on something even though it may not be clear what that is. Uh, The lyrics continue with the lines about dancing alone and living like a rodeo in the hall, which may symbolize the ups and downs of life. The line, the game is the game, ma, the same, it, no more. The game is the game, ma, the same it, no more. Okay. Um, the game is the game, ma, the same it, no more. I mean, it, it's iambic pentameter for sure, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, that line suggests that the life is the is a game that constantly changes, but the artist is prepared to face whatever comes. The song shifts uh, to a reflective tone discussing the passing of time. What? Uh, and the uh, impermanence of life. Overall, the lyrics to the coincidence seem to be a contemplation on the struggle and unpredictability of life and the importance of finding something to hold on to in the midst of the chaos. And there's a line-by-line breakdown, but we're not going to go through that. Was it the fact that I said iambic pentameter? Did that get you? Yeah, because I just thought you were repeating the line again, and then you said iambic pentameter. And it just got me, man. I don't know why. I just did a little bit of self-emptying from my eyes. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I, any I thoughts was, on, on I that I was review? dying over that whole thing, and I, I apologize. 
I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, like the way that I saw the lyrics stylized, like on uh, Spotify when we were listening yeah. to the song, and 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 I had the lyrics pulled up on there. It looked like it was just stylized more, like he was saying something in Japanese, like a word or two, and then saying the the rest of the line in English. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there would be the Japanese characters. Yeah, he goes back and forth so fluidly. Right like I that, can't imagine you know. that. Like that seems. Yeah. Especially with languages that are so different. But I have no. Yeah, yeah, totally different. But uh, I, I really liked it. Uh, I'm interested to kind of see what his range is because, yeah, I just thought that that one was really fun. And it's like as soon as you kind of get comfortable, which I think a lot of hip hop is meant to be a way for you to kind of it's a form of escape i mean you could argue all music is a form of escapism but like with hip-hop you know you're you're Mm -hmm. depending on that beat right you're depending on that consistent beat and when it changes um you know to me it's it's something really unique and really special um and the jazz you know kind of some of the jazz tones and stuff that they that that were happening there uh, in the second half of the song were just really, really pleasant to The hear. very first time that it goes into what I guess would be considered a chorus where like just like that wall of noise comes at you, I kind of felt like it was a little too much. They were going for too much at, uh, in one moment, and it just was kind of felt like chaos. But when they did it again later, it kind of had more of a rhythm and felt more, more yeah. in line with mm. what the song was trying to do. That very first time that the steel drums and everything comes at you at once, it just kind of feels like chaos. Maybe that was intentional. Uh, again, if I knew more about, maybe if I knew more yeah, about so. what um, what the Japanese lyrics were saying, you know, and maybe with the, that that commentary that I read is talking about just like sometimes just a lot of shit comes at you at once, and maybe, maybe that's what they were trying to do. I'm giving them a lot of credit because I don't want to appear xenophobic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're American. You're already xenophobic. Uh, but yeah, man, I just I thought it was super interesting and. Wanted to share with you because I knew it would surprise you. I didn't. I knew you probably weren't expecting this from Japanese. Yeah, hip-hop. no, I, I I loved it, man. I thought that was great. Um, so again, like I said, there's not like it was really hard to find information on on this. So we're going to move on to the uh, another song on the same album by Kid Frasino called Arcades. All right. We'll listen to arcades and uh, we'll meet y'all back here in just a few. Welcome back, neighbors. We just listened to Arcades by Kid Forcino featuring. Shit. Nene. Nene? 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 Something like that. Nene? Uh, CJ, what'd you think? CJ, what'd you think? I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first song. Um. It reminded me, dude, I spent like three quarters of the song trying to figure out what rapper, like what sampling and beat it kind of reminded me of. The only thing I could come up with was Chance the Rapper a little bit, uh, some of his slower uh, groove beats. But I can't, I don't think it was Chance the Rapper, but I liked it. I really did. Um, His voice sounded Asian. I like the feature. I like the the, yeah. uh, the feature on it. I yeah, thought her she voice was, was really, really good. good. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. His voice just sounded weird to me. It was like the mm. way it was mixed, and it was like maybe um, maybe it was overdubbed 
which is a pretty common practice in, in studio recordings, but usually it's more just to fan out the spacing of the voice and not like to have it stacked straight on top of each other in the same pan. Uh, I don't know if any of that made sense, but um, it just sounded like it was like he had just taken that that his certain like words that he was saying and just stacked uh, multiple layers of that same hmm. line on top of each other to make it like really big. I didn't notice that. Um, but the problem is that typically when you um, if when you record vocals, you'll do like. This is the way I've done it in the past, but I've seen people do it lots of different ways. But the simplest way would be you do a vocal run and then you do another vocal run and you layer those two, um, those two vocal tracks. You put them together, you line them up, and then you take one vocal track and pan it, pan it all the way to the left and the other one and you pan it all the way to the right. And then you can clone those tracks and then for every subsequent track you're pulling in the the spacing just a little bit more until they meet in the middle and so it's this wide kind of spectrum of sound in each ear versus huh. just like a like a separate stereo kind of sound or a mono sound interesting it's just for any of you out there i'm sure there's some sound engineers listening going like <laughs> that was way too simple simplistic but that's the easiest way i could describe it and i'm not a studio engineer i feel like I you should look into that not. though like i'm so sure there's plenty of youtube videos that, that, you would, too. that you could look into to oh yeah, i mean i could just take like, a master yeah. class and be done you know what i mean well and and I you know I run sound and stuff for bands like live sound, but but studio engineering is a is a whole different beast for sure. Um, so the reason that I picked this song is because it was a little more generic, because it was a little more like what we're used to hearing as modern hip hop in America today. Mm -hmm. But I thought mm -hmm. it was done better than a lot of the shit that I hear over here. Yeah, I liked it. It, it wasn't as um that that vo that like that vocal sampling re re repeating. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what she's doing there, but like I thought that was interesting, and I thought that was better than what I'm used to hearing over here. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's it's simple, it's repetitive. Uh, I, the lyrics are it seems kind of like a generic love song, kinda at least in you know uh, this context. But I don't know. I just I I thought it sounded good. And it was different enough from the other song that I picked that I wanted to kind of show a bit of a range um, mm -hmm. because and this is just one artist. Japanese hip hop is huge. <laughs> like so uh, like we could do a whole series on them and never scratch the surface. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. I just I, I kind of like this dude stuff. You know, I guess maybe part of what it remind this, this uh, song uh, reminded me of was more of the mumble rap that you hear on the radio. But the difference was that, cause it kind of is a trap beat yeah. a little bit. Yep. yep. Um, the sampling is, is pretty basic. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say generic cause I thought the sampling in this was really good. True. But yeah. Generic was the wrong word. Basic, simple. Well, yeah. Oh, you said generic. I, I know. I, I, I didn't say generic. I, I was, uh, yeah. and that's, that's, I was more stopping that's myself. That's the wrong word. Uh, simple, basic. Yes. But not generic because it's yeah, unique. Very, it's, it's basic. <laughs> it's unique. It's unique for yeah, us. Yeah. Our ears at least. Um, but it, it's so funny to me that it's like, this is, this is mumble. It, it's kind of within the realm of mumble rap, but it doesn't, 
I can understand him a Japanese artist better than I can understand <laughs> fucking mumble rap on the radio. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible for a Japanese person to mumble. They're, it's so st- they're, their language is so staccato. Yeah, that it seems like that would be difficult. I, I mean, cancel me. I don't care. Like that's, I'm not. I'm not talking any hate. I I really like this dude's music. Yeah, yeah, no, I I liked it, and uh, it, it's it. This is so much fun, man, because it's like. I don't. Yeah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like we're we're out of our context. Like we're having to like yeah. think about things differently. I I I love this idea. I, can't I don't wait. know what's gonna happen when we get our phones out to do this again tonight. It, yeah, again, I don't really um, have anything else to say about this song. So if we we if we want to get into, uh, picking, yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that, man. I actually I added him. Uh, I followed him on Spotify because, you know, man, I'm such a for for anyone who's listened to the podcast for any amount of time, knowing kind of that I like to talk about music and you would probably be surprised how much I really love hip hop, but I just absolutely love it. But it, I'm pickier when it comes to hip hop and rap than I am with some other genres. And part of the reason why is because I so much, there's so much, um, like it's already been done it's like retreaded territory or like on the radio you hear a sample but it's not really even a sample because it's just the entire song from you know mariah carey's uh dream lover or whatever the fucking song is called and it it's just the entire song but with a rap over the top of it it's not even a sample at that point it's just the song redone uh you know or fantasy is what the name of that song was but yeah, so when you when you get someone that's sampling something that's taking it to a different level, you know, we've talked about the uh the Grey album, the Jay-Z uh Black album and the Beatles White album sampled together. Like that's a masterpiece because the the way the samples are done, you have to be a Beatles fan to catch some of the samples because they're so obscure and they're flipped and reversed and screwed to where you don't you might not catch it. And even me being a huge Beatles fan might not catch, and a huge Jay-Z fan might not be able to quite catch the, the difference there. Um, you know, uh, we've, I've already mentioned K dot, but Kendrick Lamar, he, uh, does the same kind of samples. He sampled something that I just racked my brain for, for days trying to figure out what the sample was. And then when it finally came to me, it blew my mind because of how he reconfigured it into, this beat and it just it was so fucking mm-hmm. good um so i i like finding rap music that can kind of push the boundaries a little bit and challenge me you know um I, so dude check out uh just look up just uh on spotify japanese hip-hop and the first playlist that comes up man there some of the the 90s japanese hip-hop like will bring you back like it's very true to the style of 90s hip-hop that's so record cool. scratches That's and so all cool. man and it sounds fucking good like it was hard to pick but th- some songs as I, I i was screenshotting almost every song that came up in the playlist because i wanted to talk about them and then the one with the steel drums came up and i was like okay this is too interesting to not talk about awesome so i i'm gonna have to i think i may have to research like re uh uh ask chat gpt because i don't know if you're don't know if your country and music genre is something that exists so (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, let you go first since I have I'll have the first segment, the Christian song, next week. All right, Luke. So Chat GPT has given me your country okay. that you have to get a Christian song from for next week. I think this one will be pretty easy for you. Um, I don't know if y'all have been here ever, but uh, your country is Italy. No, we were going to go in 2020. We had a summer trip planned. Oh, okay, planned. that was where you were going to go. Okay, yeah. We had a summer trip planned to Italy in 2020, and you know what? Weirdly enough, we never made it. <laughs> That's weird. All right, so so next week you have to do a Christian song from Italy. All right. All right, what's the damage for me? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this up. Uh, I'm going to give you the country, and then I'll give you the genre. And you, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the country because I think it'll be interesting. But uh, if you want, you can have me re-roll on the genre, but you have to take the, like you can't re-roll again. You have to take the second one if you re-roll on the first one. I'm only giving that option because, all right, you'll see why. So your country is Germany, Uh which I think is a great option. However, your genre is salsa. Sauce? That's a genre? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and I googled it. You can find some stuff. Uh, but... What? Again, you have the option to re-roll. Okay, can I re-roll? Yes. Okay. But again, I'm telling you, there are German salsa options. And you have to take the next option that comes up. So, if you're re-rolling, let's, let's do it. Uh... you should not have switched no no Uh, because now you have reggae (laughs) (laughs) oh right. oh Um, my god I might, I might know someone that can that can give me some information. Oh my god! Strangely you enough, would have been better off staying with the salsa. <laughs> I want to know what your chat GPT has against oh, me? Oh man, I yeah, know. I got Japanese hip hop, which is like easy. Oh man. Oh, oh well, it seems like that's also a thing. So you might have some options there. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so glad you switched. Well. <laughs> God damn it. Next week, we have to bring those. So Luke is bringing a Christian song from Italy, and I'll be bringing a secular song from Germany in the genre of reggae. So, like, um, that seems like yeah, this, this will be a fun opposite one. things. A German, German reggae. Oh, God. I hope this isn't offensive. I hope this doesn't become. Oh, my God. It's only offensive if you make it offensive. <laughs> oh man, that is so, I didn't even think about it. That's <laughs> Oh my god. I can't wait. Oh shit. Okay, well I have something to do this week, I suppose. <laughs> and uh until then, uh y'all uh Check out our shop stuff fucking flabbergasted. I can't talk. Y- y'all, 
check out the show notes. Uh, like we mentioned at the top, you know, the songs are always in the show notes, the links to the songs and the link to our Spotify playlist, uh, links to all our socials, as well as our email address. You can uh, always hit us up that way and, uh, you know, drop us a line. And until next week, always remember to love your neighbor as yourself. Lord of mercy. Yeah. <laughs>